Hey everybody, this is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. And before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about this really awesome deal for BSN listeners. If you didn't know by now, Total Beverage is delivering beer, wine, and liquor to anywhere in the North Metro area. That's going to be from Wheat Ridge up to Erie. And for a limited time, Total Beverage is offering $10 off of a $50 purchase on their website and on their app. Use the promo code BSN10 to save $10 off your $50 purchase. Now let's jump into the show. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast, powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network. Going to work crisscrossing with Jost. Right in, turned out by Jari. That was a one-on-two. And Jost. The best avalanche coverage in Denver. Hello, 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 BSN Abs listeners. Welcome into the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. We have a new presenting sponsor or a new old presenting sponsor as Total Beverage is back. So get ready to hear a lot more about them. I'm your host, Jesse Montano. I am joined by ABS BSN Denver insider, AJ Hayfleet. AJ, um, let me know if you've seen this movie before. Uh, it's a hockey team from Colorado. Uh, uh, plays a game they're playing a game and they completely outplay their opponent in the first period yet they don't have the lead have you seen that at all recently yeah yeah, yeah. what'd you think of it what'd you think of the movie feel familiar <laughs> well exactly that just happened the abs are in toronto to take on the uh the maple leafs how does it affect the leafs and and they completely outplayed him it's exactly like Every game that we've seen recently, maybe save for the Montreal game, where the Avs were, were clearly the better team. They outshot the Maple Leafs 14-5, to yet they're coming away tied 0-0. What, uh, what did you think of the first? It was, <clears throat> it was interesting. Uh, first of all, it's great to see Zadorov back out there, man, because mm-hmm. he really brings the combination of Zadorov and Wilson – uh, I think just makes them a little bit tougher to play against in different different areas of the ice, and they really needed that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit of a, a skill infusion as well. No offense to Ryan Graves, of course. Right. Um, and, I mean, Mark Barbario had a big hit in the first period. What was that? Yeah, I saw that. That was... Uh... Yeah, he, he, like, threw his body into that guy like a heat-seeking missile, and I was like, Barbs, you trying to get hurt again? <laughs> Like, what is this? <laughs> well, yeah, you and uh, I have always been big Barb's fan. Uh, he, he brings a lot more to the table than people think, I, I feel. And, and yeah, I, I agree with you. I think getting them back in the lineup is uh, when they when when all three of these guys, maybe not Zadorov, but when Barbario, when Wilson went down, I think everyone kind of brushed it off. But you pointed out, you know, a couple weeks ago on the show, hey, when you already have – depth issues losing depth guys is going to hurt a lot and i think uh, i I think you've seen a difference already just in these couple games and at least how the team's played having those back yeah especially when your depth is as 
inconsistent as Colorado's is. You know, they go through such white hot stretches where, you know, Kerfoot can put up eight points in five games and Comfort can do the same. And, you know, Joe still put up, you know, he'll he'll chip in sneaky points here and there. And then you won't hear from any of them for a week, two weeks, you know. So it's like getting getting some of these guys back who are a little more consistent. Uh, obviously, uh, Z, <laughs> right? Not the word I would ever use for him, but uh, a guy with who you know certainly is a talent upgrade over Ryan Graves. And again, to no offense to him, right? Um, yeah, he's but, been great for the Avs. It, it yeah, he's been great. Yeah, absolutely, and. Um, I like I, I just like seeing uh, this is kind of what the defense should look like in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very mobile group, and I think they're they're designed. Um, just the 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 skating between these 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 six defensemen, I think they're I think they can they can hang with just about anybody, uh, just in terms of the skating ability to get up and down the ice. Um, I, I liked what I saw from just about everybody in that first period. And you have to love what you saw out of Arley. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he didn't give up, you know, one out of three. So you you do, you're really happy with that. And, and it looks like, well, I shouldn't say this. I'll, I'll just, was it that first period is, is the kind of effort you're looking for. You got the stops when you needed them and, and you were still able to apply the pressure. It seems like those have been, you know, the Avs haven't gotten those two things on the same page in a long time. And they did for at least one period. It's been a frustrating stretch here for the Avs. How, AJ, do you think, I mean, should they be feeling good after that period? Should they be frustrated that, uh, that you know, they they don't have the lead? Um, yes and no. Um, I don't think that they, <clears throat> they didn't really create very many like really good chances. I don't feel like they got robbed at all in that period. Whereas I think Varley did a little bit of robbing himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just don't, I, I no, I don't feel like it's a disappointment. Uh, you'd like to see them do it though. You know, like they're going to jump on teams like this in the first period. You'd like to see them get that lead and start to build. Right. And start to start to play downhill. And, well, get back to what they were doing at the beginning of the season. They were they were putting teams away. How many times did you and I say that? You know, both on and off the air. It's hey, you know, this is usually when we'd see the Abs. You know, sit back and they're taking it two teams and they're burying teams. The Abs haven't even had the chance in the last you know six weeks to to bury a team. You want to see them get out to the lead, and yeah, you want to see them kind of you know step on the well, gas a little bit. Well, and the one team that they did score first on, they buried. Yeah. So, you know, you would, you do want to see them uh, get that first goal, get the second goal, and really start to play downhill. That's really what they what needs to happen here. Um, they just can't, they just can't keep playing from behind, and especially against a team as talented as Toronto. I'm, I'm watching that forward core tonight, and I'm like, how do these guys ever lose? <laughs> AJ, that's so funny. I said the exact same thing. I was. I was watching it, and I, and I said, man, you know, everyone talks about Toronto constantly, and you know who's there, but when you do see the, the collection of names rolling over the boards every shift, it's pretty wild. Yeah, well, and, and 
I mean, you have really like like Zach Hyman, Nazem Kadri, Patrick Marlowe, like like really good like depth guys there. You know, Nazem Kadri would be perfection for Colorado uh, as like a as like a a two C guy. I've never liked and Kadri. and and that dude is, you know, he's he's behind Tavares and Matthews, and it's just like. Right. Oh, Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know what it is. The way he plays, just something about him just pisses me off. Yeah, and that's exactly why he'd be a great fit in Colorado <laughs> because they, they need that, man. Like, they need a little more asshole on their team. And that's one really good thing about having Zadorov back in the lineup mm-hmm. is that he's going to bring a little of that hate. You know, he, he plays with the kind of hatred that not very many other abs do. Uh-huh. And that's, that's a, you know, that, that's a big part of being hard to play against and miserable to play against. And, uh, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to seeing kind of the difference that he makes. AJ, before we head out of here, I want you to give me a prediction for what you think the second period is going to look like. Not the game. I don't want a prediction on the outcome of the game. The second period is where we've seen a lot of stuff go sideways for the abs here in recent weeks. How does the second period go? Do the abs break out of that funk and, and come out tied or ahead? Or, or does this go back into full on the same movie we've seen over and over these last couple of weeks? I mean, I'd love, I'd love to be the optimist and say that they're going to walk out of it with like a two, nothing two one lead. So that's what I'll do. All right. There we go. Hell- you know, we had people thanking us at our watch party over the weekend. P.S. Thank you to everyone who came out. We had a blast. It was awesome meeting everyone. But we had people, seriously, multiple people coming up to us saying, you know, your podcast on Friday really helped talk me off the ledge. You know, your podcast <laughs> on Friday really did put me in a better mood. Thank you guys for doing that. And so we got we to gotta bring the optimism a little bit here. So, uh, so that's what we'll do. Before we get back to the second period... I got to tell you guys about some game-changing coffee. Strava Craft Coffee is a CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives, and their reviews are incredible, so make sure you check them out. This CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pains, arthritis, IBS, and it has helped decrease anxiety, you name it. CBD is all-natural and non-psychoactive. The coffee is rich and tasty, and we couldn't recommend it more to our listeners Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use the promo code BSN2018. We'll get that updated to to the new year, new year, new code at checkout, and you will get it shipped straight to your door. We will be right back. AJ Hayfley, Jesse Montano here. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. There's nothing more important than family, and for more than 100 years now, customers have turned to Farmers New World Life Insurance Company and agents like Bryce Babcock to help protect the financial security of their loved ones. What makes us different, first off, is we're, we're completely customer service oriented, meaning that our goal is every day to be available. The other piece, too, is that I'm young. I'm 31 years old, and so I'm, I'm hungry, and I'm very motivated every single day to continue to make this agency grow, and, and that's just something that, you know, I, I think that I bring them. 
not a lot of other agents do. My initial thought was it's expensive and I just don't have money to invest in my long-term future. Everything I have, I need right now. But once I started looking at the options, it's an absolute no-brainer. You can find a life insurance plan that works for you and you should. It's not just about death either. There's whole life insurance policies that actually have cash value that build over time and so on. So Bryce will break all of that down for you for free. The call is a no-brainer. You have to do it. Brandon's 100% right. Plus, Bryce is even giving out a deal specifically for BSN listeners. I'm going to go ahead and send out a $10 Starbucks gift card right, right off the bat. And so you don't have to do business with us. You don't have to. There's no payment needed or anything like that. It's something that we're going to do for anyone that comes in from BSN. Gives us an opportunity to earn their business. Call 303-996-6509 today. That's 303-996-6509. Welcome back in. Segment number two here, BSN Avalanche Podcast, presented by Total Beverage. Jesse Montano and AJ Hayfley here during the second intermission of the Avs Maple Leafs game going on in Toronto right now. And AJ, it looked... (laughs) It looked like we were heading down a path for an exact carbon copy of what we've seen now for the last several weeks. Abs dominate the first. Don't come away with the lead. Then their goalie gives up a softy and it all gets away from them. But the Abs overcame and take a 3-2 lead into the second intermission. What did you think of the first, or, excuse me, of the second, AJ? Um, what did I think of the second? <laughs> I don't know, man. It was, uh, hey, let, me, uh, let me make it a little bit easier for you. What'd you think of Carl Soderberg in the second? It was, Oh, what did I think of Soderberg? Yeah. Uh, let me, let me move away from my mic for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was very satisfying. Yeah. Uh, Carl was great, man. Uh, I, I thought I thought he was having a great period the, the whole time. Then the, the shorthanded goal there at the end kind of topped it off. We saw something in this period, in my opinion, that, that we haven't seen a lot of recently, or at least less of, is, is resiliency. And the Avs have waited entirely too late to try to come back and show that they're this team that never gives up. And, and I thought they got kicked in the mouth, and they hit right back tonight. And, uh, you know, they, they got a, a, a goal overturned in their favor. Uh, and they and they really seem to, to, to build on the momentum against something that, that we haven't seen them do a lot lately. Yeah, uh, it was following the same pattern. You know, I put it out on Twitter. Oh, this is the same thing we've seen for weeks. They get down 2 nothing. The top line's going to make it interesting. They're going to take a stupid penalty. That's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. And then they scored the shorthanded goal on it, and it was like, well. <laughs> NVM, NVM. So, okay, let's start with, with uh, Toronto's first goal. What'd you think? What'd you see? Um... <clears throat> I would imagine I saw a hell of a lot more than Varley did, given his reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's just—it's—it's it's the same thing. It's the same thing that we saw uh, the Richardson goal in Arizona, the Peary goal in Vegas, uh, the uh, the Kulak goal uh, in Montreal. 
long distance shots that just find their way through. Yep. Yeah. And, and again, you, you give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt there. There was, there was a couple guys right in front of him, but you don't ever want to see that one going in. The, the one that was called back, I saw immediately. I said that was way offside, but the play went on for so long after it. I'd forgotten uh, about that. So the, the, the call came back pretty quick. So it seemed like it was pretty black and white to the refs as well. Uh, and then, and then uh, what was really worrisome was it, you, you thought, all right, maybe the abs are going to get a little bit of a spark from that. And, uh, Kasperi Kapanen scores right away, and I I thought that was going to deflate the abs completely. Uh, it was certainly frustrating. Yeah. Um. I. I think it's interesting the last two years, uh, for all the conspiracy theories that abs fans have developed about how Toronto hates them. <laughs> um. Uh, each of the games in Toronto the last two years, the Maple Leafs have had a goal called back, and then they scored immediately after the the disallowed goal. Oh, so, oh my gosh, that's so true. That's so funny. Yeah, because you remember last year with Matthews, he did the goal call. Yeah. Yeah, when he fell down and slid into the corner, and then he pointed at it, and <laughs> yeah, and everybody went crazy, and then they lost the game, so everybody forgot about it. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I, th- I think that's interesting. Like, I think that's funny just because we've been like, Toronto hates the abs all year because the officiating has been so bad and the and the review process has really boned Colorado so hard this year. Mm-hmm. And then for the second straight year, they're one game in Toronto. <laughs> right. The, the review goes their way. <laughs> so uh, that's, that's, that's how you keep a good conspiracy theory going, though. You can't make it too obvious. That's now. right. That's right. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> the old, like, fall back a little bit rule. Just keep them in your sight. You don't have to tail them so close. Uh, top line totally comes to life, just like you said. Uh, another another great tip from, from Gabe Landeskog kind of sparked everything. And then what a goal from Miko Rantanen. Yeah, you know, I thought that it, it was... It was funny as it was happening. I was like, "Great!" Like I, I, I talked about how much I like Nazem Kadri. Yeah, that was the first thought and, I had. And Miko, and Miko ranted and goes out and is like, "Nah, totally this, no, don't don't like Nazem Kadri anymore, AJ. Don't do that." <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, you know, I, I know, I know you. You know, you were saying last week on the show, you know, Gabe Landis calling to me hard to keep up the uh, the deflections thing. He is determined to prove you wrong, as I think he's had three since you said that. I'm t- I think the players are listening, man. You said that, and then you called out Soderberg last week, and he's just been nails ever since. Yeah, uh, so what's going on with Sam Gerrard? Ah, <laughs> oh, dude, I don't know why he didn't shoot there right near the end of the period. I mean, it led to, yeah. uh, led to a power play. Uh, the Avs will start the third period with the man advantage. Yeah, thanks, John Tavares. Yeah. You, you prick. But uh, but regardless, you'd like to see Sam Gerrard shoot that instead of trying to make the pass. Yeah, he he needs to shoot that. Um, it it he's not playing with any confidence right now. I think is what we're seeing with G. And I like that uh, the with with Zadorov back in the lineup, even despite the two penalties, one which was total nonsense, and then the stupid one, um, which was a totally blatant board. Right. Um. 
I I like that uh, they've been they've been comfortable switching up the pairings and and benching Gerard because he's earned it. He just too many mistakes. Uh, that's the the second Toronto goal. I don't know what the hell he's doing, even com- considering chasing behind the net right there. Mm-hmm. There was no upside in that decision. Literally, all he's doing is just cha- just chasing the puck. Right. Just, yeah. For no reason. Like he's just. He's chasing it. He's not playing hockey. He's just chasing the puck. And that was really disappointing. And then the fact that he got benched for a while, I think was good. Um, <clears throat> imagine, you know, imagine little, little bit of health gives them, gives, gives uh Bedner the confidence to do that. So right. <clears throat> I, I, I like that. I really, I, I mean, I can't complain really much with how Colorado's played. I made a, I made a comment on Twitter towards the end of the period there that, uh, Babcock has been able to get the Matthews line out against Colorado's fourth line uh, on a, on a couple of different occasions. And I thought, you know, at least to the eye, it, it looked like Colorado was actually doing okay in those situations. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, I went and, and looked it up and sure enough, uh, Sheldon dries on the ice against uh, Austin Matthews head to head the abs are leading in shots on goal 2 to 1 wow yeah and against Nazem Kadri for nothing so that line that the fourth line tonight you know with with Jost who I certainly don't think deserved his demotion um I think Jost has played pretty well uh the last couple of games uh and and I think he's played well again tonight mm-hmm. and now, now all of a sudden we're talking about how that line is like this mismatch of guys, but now you have Jost and Andrew Ghetto. Like those are those are two skill guys, and then you have Sheldon Dries as a guy that I like, um, and they're seeing success. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it's weird that they're seeing success against Nazem Kadri and Austin Matthews because that's not what you would think would would happen, right? But it's I mean it's it's encouraging, and sure. I mean, you look at you look at the numbers tonight. You just look at at what's being created. Uh, I mean, Colorado's they're they're throwing pucks on net from everywhere. You know, we've been talking about how Colorado's been playing so much of this year. They get too cute. They don't simplify their game enough. I think that's been the biggest change for them in the last, really, since I guess the Kings game. I want to say. Mm-hmm. Is I feel like they've really simplified their game, and they're just they're they're comfortable get the puck out of the zone, move it, uh, get it in offense uh, on offense, and then throw it at the net. You know they're not trying to create, you know, the highest quality of chances at all times. They're not trying to to score easy goals. You know they're just throwing pucks at the net. They're ju- they're making goalies make saves, and we've seen. I mean Freddie Anderson. I mean, Colorado should have five goals right now. Right. Yeah, you yeah. know, the, the, the call in the, the, the Soderberg missed one where he missed the open net and put it off the post. Right. Uh, and then the Colin Wilson spinorama backhand where Freddie Anderson completely blindly. No. Clue um, was. He had absolutely no idea where that puck was. And it just ended up between his legs. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I mean, that's two goals that should have been. Yeah. And. I mean, you're talking at at five v five right now. Uh, Colorado's out shooting Toronto twenty eight to ten. Like these are dominant numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, scoring chances seventeen to eleven, high danger chances four to three. 
And so that's, I think that's probably why we have a game is just because, uh, you know, what little they have given up has been of quality. Um, But then of course, you know, you look at their first Toronto's first goal and it's, it's total nonsense. The second, the second goal is just, it's a big time defensive breakdown. Uh, And you can, uh, I, I still think Varley should have that. I agree. But that one, I mean, that one's a, Everybody was kind of scrambling around there, mm-hmm. and so it's it's a little different. But yeah, um, I mean, how I got to be feeling great, you know? They out they outworked them. Um, McKinnon draws a, a stupid penalty on Tavares at the end of the period. Um, just for my own personal vendetta, I'm hoping that turns into a goal. <laughs> um, I'm 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 just just keep it up, you know? Just play. They've they haven't been in this position really where they've been that. where they've been dominant, but they're winning a game, mm-hmm. and so it's don't sit back, don't don't let them find their footing. Keep going, mm-hmm. you know, just keep pressing, and they're gonna walk out of here with two points. And all of a sudden, you know, you're gonna have a chance to to salvage what was looking like it was gonna be a total disaster of a of a road trip. Um, they could make this competitive. So you got to, you got to hold on tonight and then, uh, and then, yeah, you can, you can roll into Ottawa uh, here in a couple of days with a little bit of confidence and, and yeah. the point the abs haven't been in this position outside of the New York blowout here in a couple of weeks. And, and so y- you got to hope that they can be feeling good that, Hey, we're in a position to close out. They've closed out really well this year when they've been in the position to, it's, you know, we, we've talked about that a lot that, Hey, you know, the abs are, are getting leads and, and, and really holding on to them. Well, we haven't had a chance to see that recently. So hopefully, hopefully nothing has changed there. And, and um, let's, let's go to break. When we come back, we'll know the answer. AJ Hayfley, Jesse Montagna. This is the BSN avalanche podcast presented by total beverage. We will be right back. Hey, BSN fans, your favorite Colorado Sports Network has partnered with your favorite Colorado beer, and we're giving them away for free. But in true BSN fashion, we're not letting you go to some major chain for it. We want you to go to your local neighborhood bar and support a real Colorado business. That's why we've created the bar page where any BSN subscriber can go in and get a free beer whenever they want. Just go to bsnbars.com and you can get one free Coors Banquet at any bar on that list. All you have to do is show the bartender the VIP image on that page in your browser and you can retrieve a free Coors Banquet beer at any of those bars. There are over 20 bars there. You're sure to find one close to you. It's bsnbars.com. Find a bar and get a free Coors Banquet on the house. Thanks for listening to the BSN Denver Podcast Network. Third and final segment, AJ, I cannot tell you how happy I am that we aren't having to do another depressing podcast. The Colorado Avalanche come out victors 6-3 to three over the Toronto Maple Leafs. It was an ugly win. It was, it, like you said in the last segment, can't get too cute. They didn't. Carl Soderberg gets a hat trick. A lot of good things out of tonight's game. This feels like a win they can maybe start to build on. Yeah. Good point. Well said. <laughs> True enough. Uh, 
AJ, what do you think of the game tonight? <laughs> it was good, man. I thought uh, this is this is exactly what the Winnipeg and Calgary game should have looked like. Uh, this is a team that dominated play pretty much beginning to end. They were the better team throughout. Um, it didn't really matter the game situation. Uh, they were they. I mean, <laughs> they did everything they had to do, man. And then they got a little bit lucky at the end. And yeah, no, absolutely. Hey, I mean, they that formula for two points right there. You're going to outshoot a team 32 to 16 at even strength, even though the uh, special teams. The, the thing was, was special teams didn't cost them anything tonight. Yeah. What? And for once, like with the shorthanded goal, they won the special teams battle and it didn't cost them anything. They weren't negative two goals or whatever tonight. They were they they largely won this game on the back of. 5v5 play. Mm-hmm. And they were the they were the much better team at 5v5 uh and then they got the one extra goal uh, uh shorthanded and then obviously two empty netters was fun. So I I mean really like this was this is the result that they that they've earned uh multiple times over the last week but tonight they got just enough goaltending as as frustrating as as Varley's game was ultimately, they got enough out of him that there you go. Yeah. I mean that's 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 it. It's it's funny because it has felt impossible to get this ex- this result for the abs over the last month, but the process was really no different than what we've seen. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. Like it's really when it when it works, it looks so easy. They went out, they they rolled into Toronto. They outplayed the team. They did a they did a better job on special teams. They did a better job at five v five, and they walked out of there with two points. It's it's. I mean, is that easy? <laughs> I want to before we before we get into a lot of the goodness. I want to talk about uh, the power play because you mentioned specialty teams not killing them. Montreal and Toronto, obviously these are the most two most recent games. So that's the, those are the examples I'm going to use. Really shut down the power play. And, and really they shut it down before it was even a power play. They shut it down on the zone entry. I've talked about it now for the last two years. Eastern Conference teams play much more aggressive than the penalty kill, and it gives the abs fits. Are the abs not wanting to adjust this because, man, we don't play out east very much? And and not many teams play with that super high energy aggressive forecheck, or or I mean, what can the Avs do to to fix that? Because to your point, you're right; they're lucky they got away with it tonight. But they struggled. They obviously didn't score any power play goals against the Canadians. Held off the score sheet on power plays tonight, and again, they really really seem to struggle to to even gain the zone. Uh, well, what they really need to do is they really need a practice day uh, where Ray Bennett gets in there and they they make adjustments, meaningful adjustments uh, to their zone entry because the whole the zone entry is the entire is is where every power play starts and mm-hmm. the drop pass uh, that's taken over the league uh, has become so widespread that teams are now very comfortable defending it and the Avs have been able to get away with it for a little longer than other teams because. Uh, they have Nathan McKinnon, who is a one-man zone entry machine, unlike any other in the league outside of McDavid. 
um, teams have figured that out now. They've they have figured out that forcing the drop pass further and further back in the ice. Um, when McKinnon takes it below the the faceoff dot in his def- in the defensive zone, it doesn't do him any good. Mm-hmm. Not even not even Nathan McKinnon can can handle that man. <laughs> right. Um, so it's it's really just a matter of from here they need to uh, they they need to figure out uh, a different plan of attack uh, for for zone entries that keeps penalty kills off off kilter. Because mm-hmm. once they do that, then they can go back to doing what they're doing in the zone, and then you know we we can we can go on all day about whether or not that's effective or not. But it all starts with the zone entry because that's where their issues were in Montreal. It's where their issues were again tonight. Teams are comfortable defending what they're going to do. They need to change the zone entry, or they at least need to give themselves some options. Give yourselves, uh, you know, something that you can kind of change on the fly. If you like the drop pass, leave it. But if you try it once and it gets stuffed like that, you got to have something in your back pocket. All right, let's let's get on to the good. It has been forever since it feels like we've had a uh, a podcast like uh, w- with something positive going on. Carl Soderberg, let's start there. Yes, he gets one empty netter. It was an impressive empty netter. But would you imagine that? You drop him with JT Comfer and Colin Wilson and Carl Soderberg as everything comes crashing down. Yeah, what was that, man? Uh, a keyboard that uh, is not in use fell off the desk. <laughs> um, okay. Carl Soderberg had a great night. You put him with some line mates that can, line mates that can skate with him, uh, and uh, he shows you how valuable he can be. Uh, yeah, I mean this is kind of validating, right? Mm-hmm. I've been I've been talking about this for months. That this this should be the guy, right? Like, I mean, he's your fourth best player, your fourth best forward. Well, and like he's your fourth most used forward too. So obviously that's how they felt about him, but they were saddling him with Nieto and Calvert, and like obviously that's no disrespect to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are limited offensive players, and trying to put him in that defensive role, you know, they got away with it for a while because, uh, you know, they got just enough secondary scoring elsewhere, and they got scoring from Soderberg, especially on the second power play unit. Now that that's all kind of dried up for a few weeks now, it was time to, to, to try and change a few things up. And lo and behold, yeah, like works. look what happened. Um, you know, Soderbergh's had a couple of multi, I mean, obviously a hat trick is one thing, uh, but he had, he had two assists a couple nights ago. Like this is, this is a guy, Hey, this is a guy who's put up 50 points in the NHL before. At, at the at the very least, he's a guy that's a solid mid-40 point guy for you. Right. You know, let's let's which which do wh- that. what is what is everyone asking out of out of a Tyson Berry trade? Go get a guy who can get me 50 to 60 points. You got one. Or or at least in the ballpark. And uh and and tonight I thought he he showed why he he has a lot of value to this team. Even though people were chomping at the bit to buy him out last summer, um, that's yeah. A good how how interesting is this? Uh, Vegas, I, I hadn't thought about it until tonight, but Vegas took Pickard over Soderberg in the expansion draft. Was that their biggest mistake in the in the expansion draft? Uh, I would say yes. 
Seeing as they lost Calvin Pickard for nothing before they ever even played a game. Right. Like, and remember, we were like, we were all sitting around like, oh, well, they have nothing. The Avs have nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. The Avs didn't protect Soderbergh? No. Are you sure? Yeah. Huh. So, so they protected Rocco Grimaldi over him? They did. Wow. I don't remember that. I yeah. believe you, obviously. Um, I mean, I'll look it up real quick just to double check. Yeah. Um, no, they, they, they protected Andrew Ghetto, Como, Duchesne, Grimaldi, Landeskog, McKinnon, Nieto. Wow. Yep. Carl Soderberg, free 40-point player. They wouldn't have had to go out and sign Paul Stasny. Nope. Huh. Anyway. Wow. That's pretty like, – that is interesting. Yeah, I hadn't I hadn't thought about it until tonight. Literally until tonight. I was like, huh. But <laughs> Big bolts, huh? Yeah, interesting. And what a I mean, what a great job making use of, of a guy that they you know that that to his credit bounced back last year, showed his worth, uh and, and under a coach where, you know, I mean you remember Soderberg was a healthy scratch on opening night last season. And for him to come all the way back like this. I mean, it's it's a good story. He's a he's a good dude. And hopefully this is just the beginning of of Bedner using Soderberg in that fashion. I think it creates an issue with Kerfoot because um I don't think Kerfoot, Nieto, and Calvert are going to be any good <laughs> together. I think right. that's a line where the center is totally at, at at odds with his winger in the same way that Soderberg was, except without, you know, the the size and defensive acumen that, he, that Soderberg brought to the table. Right. AJ, uh, you know, we, we've been saying for, for the last couple of weeks now, the abs are going to have to gut out a win. They're, they're not going to get the bounces. They're, they're stuck in the mud so much. They're so deep that you are going to have to get an ugly, ugly win. I, I don't know if this was ugly, ugly, but the abs were no cheap goals for the abs tonight. Everything was earned, and, uh, and, and they were honestly the better team start to finish. How much can you ride a win like that over a quality opponent on the road? How much can you, can you start riding that forward? I mean, it's got to be a huge exhale in the locker room tonight. Uh, yeah, this has got to feel like a huge weight off the shoulders for sure. Um, and, and honestly rolling into Ottawa, like you should have, it, no- would, not, it, it would not surprise me if they dropped like a 10 spot on Ottawa. Yeah. You, I mean, you should have, that's a game you should have no problem getting up for. Um, obviously Matt Duchesne, you're never going to convince me that those guys aren't going to want to beat him just a little bit extra. Um, you know, every time they're out there against him, uh, you know, it's a lesser opponent. It's opponent. It's an opponent. You should be able to pick on a little bit and, and yeah, the abs will be fired up. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think this could be a win that that maybe they don't maybe they don't rattle off ten wins in a row, but should be enough to at least get the abs back on track and and get some get some wins going here. Yeah, absolutely. And and this was 
this was kind of uh, this and the Nashville game, kind of their toughest games going into the break. Um, because now, you know, they've got Ottawa. You got to take care of your business against Ottawa. Then they have LA at home. Then they've got Minnesota or then they've got Nashville and then they've got Minnesota. Then they go on break. So say you beat Ottawa, say you beat LA, say you beat Minnesota, you know, and then whatever happens against Nashville is going to happen. I'm not going to say they, they win or lose that game, but you know, whatever you take care of the team, take care of business against the teams. You should take care of business against, uh, for the next week, week and a half going into the break. And all of a sudden the misery of the last six weeks is melted away and you're, you're riding high because tonight, you know, that's, that's a good win. Toronto's a good hockey team that they just, they thoroughly outplayed. That's the, that's the third really good hockey team that they've really, really badly outplayed in the last week. And see, now here is a time where you can start to look at those moral victories against Winnipeg and Calgary. At the time, you're not taking anything positive out of that because it's just adding to the streak. But now you came out, you played an identical game against arguably, their, you know, pick any one of those three teams, you could say it's the best opponent. You know, so, so you could go into that locker room and say, look, that's, that's one of the top teams in the East, a Stanley Cup contender, and we just took it to them the way we took it to them against Winnipeg and in Calgary. But tonight we got the win. Now you can start building off those quote unquote moral victories. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, you start you now, now, now that you have an actual victory, right. You start building. Now it's okay. Great. You're losing your, you know, another losing streak is over. Uh, finish off, you know, a, a, a two and three road trip, not impressive, but could have been so much worse. Mm-hmm. So, you know, salvage what you can out of the road trip and just start building. I mean, just got to beat Ottawa now. I mean, beating Ottawa on Wednesday is just as important as winning was tonight. You got to you got to string wins together mm-hmm. and start to feel good about yourself again. Then you get home and you have a very manageable schedule. Uh, at home before you go on an extended break for the all-star game break. And then your bye week back to back. And then you come back and it's a sprint to the postseason after that. Mm-hmm. So, so you can, you can kind of, they can kind of melt away. You know, what's done is done, but they can get some confidence and start building. This is, this should be a springboard game. If they're really a playoff team, this should be a springboard game for them. And, and here's the good news because of how the West has been playing lately. You're you're in good shape standing wise. Not as good as you were three weeks ago, but if if to your point, if you can put together a nice stretch between here and the All Star break, including tonight, go in and take business, take care of business uh, against Ottawa, come home, get a couple more wins. You're putting yourself right back into the 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 top of of your division because of a lot of luck. Let's just be honest. The rest of the West falling behind at the same time as the abs has been extremely lucky. So you're you're in a, a position that, to your point, if if they're for real and this can springboard them, you're right back in it and and you're 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 in good shape. But uh, I think tonight's a good start. Anything else to add, AJ? No, I mean this was fun and yeah. so so needed. And I even got to block a guy on Twitter tonight. Yeah, I know. I. I quote tweeted him because what an ass dude. So, and, and it's funny because at the same time, there was another guy telling me that he hates everything that I do 
and he only ever used to listen to the podcast out of respect to AD, but he had to give up because he can't stand me. But he was respectful about it, and that's totally fine. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, good, dude. Like, go about, you know, good luck in life. I hope everything goes well for you. You know, I wish you no ill will. Take care. Right. Like, totally fine. And and then that guy was just like, and I don't I don't get it. Like that guy that guy just came at me sideways randomly. He's followed me for a long time too, and it's just like, all right. Yeah, you'll probably get an apology tomorrow, and he'll, it'll be super embarrassing for him. I mean, I I blocked him, so I won't I won't see that. <laughs> he gonna he gonna have to make an extra effort to 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 have that happen. <laughs> AJ, let's go ahead and get out of here for the night. Get this posted for people to start listening. The Abs win 6-3 to three in Toronto over the Maple Leafs. A really, really good win for this team. Hopefully one that can get them back in the right direction. Last year, the Abs took a nine-game win streak into Toronto. Barely eked out a win, and that kind of turned their fortunes for the next couple weeks. So maybe this can kind of have the opposite effect this year. For AJ Hayfley, I'm Jesse Montano. This has been the BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Total Beverage. Thank you guys all so much for listening.